What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, and today I am here to review Spider-Man No Way Home, a newly released movie from the MCU. And guys, I am so ready to talk about this movie. So ready. Uh, I'm going to give you some general non-spoiler thoughts at the beginning of this episode, and then I will jump into my spoiler thoughts. Uh, so just I'll, I'll let you know when I dive into spoilers, okay? Uh, but I'm a little behind on time here, so let's just dive into it, okay? I know y'all are interested in my thoughts, and you don't want to hear all this bullshit, okay? So let's do it. Shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen DeSicchio, uh, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, Lindsey Humble, and Michael King. We appreciate y'all supporting us at that $20 tier each and every month. Without y'all, we would not be able to do this, so thank you so much. Let's do this, guys. Spider-Man No Way Home. With his identity revealed to the world, Peter asks Doctor Strange for help. When a spell goes wrong, dangerous foes from other worlds start to appear, forcing Peter to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. This movie is directed by John Watts. Now, I've reviewed uh, Homecoming and Far From Home. Y'all can kind of copy and paste this middle section to that with uh, the director. Uh, this movie had a budget of $200 million, and as of now... It has grossed $1.1 billion. It stars Tom Holland, Zendaya, Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, it has a runtime of 2 hours and 28 minutes, and it was released uh, December 17, 2021. Uh, like in the original Spider-Man, Willem Dafoe once again wears a prosthetic teeth as Norman Osborn and his real teeth for the Green Goblin. Uh, this is the first MCU trilogy to be directed by the same director. So he directed Homecoming and uh, Far From Home as well as this one. This is the 27th movie in the MCU. And this is the first film in almost two years. And the first during the, uh, the pandemic to earn $100 million on opening weekend at the domestic box office. And it is the first movie to cross $1 billion, $1 billion uh, at the box office during the pandemic. Uh, so I finished watching this movie earlier today. I went at 12.15 to see what my son. And I got to say, going into the movie, expectations-wise, I don't think I've ever been more hyped for a Spider-Man movie. The, no, I think I think Spider-Man 3, I was way more hyped. Way more hyped. Um, I had reservations about this movie. Like some people said, hey, it's good, but it's not that great. But then other people were saying, uh, most amazing Spider-Man movie ever. Now, a lot of people were saying it's good. Like, the general consensus is that this movie is good, right? So, I knew my expectations were, well, I'm going to enjoy it. Regardless, there's not a Spider-Man movie that I just dislike or not like at all, right? Um, I mean, I, I even like the amazing Spider-Man movies to, to all their faults that they have. So, going into this, I was... I didn't have super high expectations, like Spider-Man 3, which I thought was going to be the greatest movie of all time, just based off the trailers. So I didn't want to come into this with such high expectations that this movie would never exceed. Now, I had kind of the things in the back of my head that I wanted to see in the movie, and I gotta say, guys, without, being, without spoiling anything, it met every single expectation that I had everything that I want in a Spider-Man movie was in this movie. It is, it is to me the perfect Spider-Man movie. It is right up there with Into the Spider-Verse as being the quote-unquote perfect 
uh, Spider-Man movies, and you know, one's animated and one's live action. So now we have both, and I think people can 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 agree that this is one of the best Spider-Man movies, if not the best. Um, I absolutely love this movie. It was something that I wanted to go back and rewatch as soon as it ended. Uh, I stayed through the end credits. The end credits are are good to great. You know, um, it has a lot of implications on on future movies or or the Spider-Man uh, series as a whole. So I'm super interested in where that goes uh, as a series and a franchise. Um, but yeah, it's just it was everything that I wanted in a movie. And I gotta say. If you're kind of on the fence about whether you want to go watch this in theaters or not, absolutely. I paid $5 to see it on $5 Tuesdays at the Movie Tavern in Covington, and worth every dollar. Like, even paying $11 to go see this movie, uh, absolutely worth it. it. This movie is worth your money. It is worth going to see in theaters immediately. Uh, I somehow managed to go almost two weeks without having any spoilers, uh, I got spoiled on uh, Hawkeye, but somehow I managed to go buy this one. Now there was a little inkling that I had, but I didn't. I didn't read enough to for it to confirm uh, the spoiler or not. So I, when it when it happened in the movie, I was like, oh okay, that that was true. Uh, so I got spoiled on one one thing, but for the most part, I went into this movie completely blind, other than the trailers, obviously, uh, and then what I wanted in the movie. And I gotta tell you. All the expectations that I had, it exceeded them. And this is a phenomenal movie. This is going to be one of the best movies in the MCU. Um, I'm trying to think if I enjoyed this movie more than like Endgame, Infinity War, the original Iron Man. And I got to say, it, it's right up there with those, with those movies. With like the top five movies in the MCU, it is right up there. It's just a phenomenal movie. I, I, really, I haven't ranked it on Letterboxd yet. I haven't ranked it in my MCU uh, just off the top of my head, I'm just spitballing here. Um, I, it's got to be in the top five. It, it might be near number one of my favorite MCU movies. I think they just hit every single thing about the character that you could actually touch in a movie. And I, I think they did it to perfection. There was a couple of things uh, as far as choices with the uh, with the villains and whatnot that I wasn't a huge fan of. But it wasn't anything that could actually bring the movie down. Like, I don't dislike it. It was just, oh, I wish they'd have done this instead. Uh, so, phenomenal, phenomenal movie. And I want to jump into some spoilers. So, this is your moment. You need to go watch the movie. Stop listening to me. Go watch the movie, okay? Go into it with no spoilers. And then come back to this review after you're done. Because I'm, I'm interested in talking about it. And I don't want to have to do separate, video, separate uh, episodes on this. So, it's all in one. So... Go check it out, and then come back to this. This is your last warning. All right, guys. Let's do some talking now. I absolutely love everything about this movie, okay? This movie, to me, is kind of like Avengers Endgame, where they did a lot of fan service. You know, the, the, the hammer with Captain America, and, you know, a lot of callbacks to the original uh, franchises and whatnot. They do that to, like, level 10, in here, I mean, obviously they bring in Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, the original, the last two Spider-Man. And I gotta tell you, Andrew Garfield just looked like he was having the time of his life, and he just loves being Spider-Man. And I gotta say, I want the Amazing Spider-Man three. I, I recently watched one and two. While one is not that great, I, I enjoyed this characters enough to continue the story. 
And then Amazing Spider-Man 2, not as bad as you remember it, guys. Uh, I gotta say, I, I really enjoyed that movie, even with all of its faults. And I loved where that movie went with the Sinister Six and whatnot. So I was I was kind of bummed now watching it that they kind of just ended it right there. Um, but, but yeah, I, I would be super, super intrigued and interested in a uh, trilogy capper for that series. So I think they do a great, a great job in this movie kind of tackling some of the issues from those previous movies. Like in Amazing Spider-Man 3, they kind of go back on some of the relationship issues and, uh, you know, with Gwen and, and MJ for Tobey Maguire. I think they just handled all that to perfection. And I I love the direction that they went with uh, Tom Holland's character. I was not expecting, like, I gotta tell you, things that I thought was gonna happen in this movie, Aunt May dying was not one of them. Like, when she was stumbling at the very end of that sequence, I was like, like, she got hit, right? Like, there's no way she did not get hurt in that. Oh my god, are they gonna fucking kill her? Bro, they're gonna kill her. And they killed her. And I was like, no way. I can't believe they did it. But it makes sense for the pathos of, of this character and to kind of further develop him uh, as a character, further develop Spider-Man. Look, going into this movie, I thought that the Spider-Man game did as good of a job as you can do going with the Sinister Six. The only issue that I had with the game was Peter lost that fight to the, to the Sinister Six. And then it was almost like there was no repercussions. He was just... Oh, jolly good day, like the next scene. And that was my biggest issue with that entire sequence. Like, I feel like he needed room to to not grieve, so so to speak, but to be depressed over defeat, you know, and kind of handle that failure a little bit. But he didn't really do that in the game. They absolutely do that in this, and they nailed it. Like, he is beating himself up. He wants to, you know, go kill the Green Goblin, and rightfully so, right? So I think they just handled all that to perfection and for toby Maguire to jump in to prevent you know the green goblin from from dying at the very end and you know tom holland's character looking at him this is getting confusing when i'm talking about you know spider-man uh when he looks at him and he he kind of realizes what he's doing and he kind of backs off and throws the the shield down um i, I thought it was a powerful moment and it was it was at that moment that he kind of realized hey i i I did this mission to kind of save them all. You know, what what, what change other than Aunt May dying to prevent me from that? And even though she was basically dying, she was still telling him that, hey, you did the right thing. Continue doing the right thing. Uh, you know, no one's life is above anyone else. And that's a, a thing that Captain America has been saying in all the movies. Uh, another thing that I love about this movie, I love that at the very end, they are ditching Iron Man. They are separating the Spider-Man character from Iron Man completely, and I absolutely uh, 100% agree with that. Now, in the first movie, did he need to be with Iron Man? Yes. I, I think just the the evolution of that character, it just made sense. He needed that father figure for that first movie. And then in the second movie, yeah, he's kind of dealing with the legacy of Iron Man. Uh, and then this movie, hey, it's separating, making him his own character, and at the very end, showing off that he has a new suit, shiny as shit, by the way. Uh, I loved it. I wish we could get like a better image of it, like a better like, steel shot or him fighting someone with it. I, I would have preferred that. But I think the new suit looks great just from the little bits that we got. 
And the fact that he is separating himself from Iron Man completely is is fantastic for me. I, I love that evolution of the character from Homecoming up until No Way Home. I mean, it's it's not like they just ditched him completely. It was like a slow evolution. I mean, it even works with the plot line of everybody forgetting him, and he just kind of separates himself from everybody. Uh, you know, Happy, he separates himself from MJ and uh, Ned. And speaking of MJ, one of my biggest issues with Homecoming was MJ. I said I didn't like her. I didn't like the way they kind of went around the character. Oh, this isn't Mary Jane, but it's Michelle and then her last name, you know, Jones or whatever. And it's like, do we need that though? Like you're, it's, for lack of a better phrase, you're pussyfooting around it, right? You're, you're afraid to commit to a different character, but you want to have that character and it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then in Far From Home, I was like, I like her a little bit more in this, but the relationship is just not there for me. Like, I don't understand how you go from homecoming to far from home and all of a sudden they're in, uh, he's in love with her. Like, there's been no development of that. It's been all off screen. So it was kind of hard for me to feel connected to that relationship. In this movie, 100% on board. They did such a great job with that relationship. It reminded me of the MJ and Peter Parker relationship in the original Spider-Man uh, trilogy. Uh, so I thought they handled that quite well. And, I mean, they look like they're in, they're in love. And granted, there's a lot of chemistry between them because they're actually dating in real life. But that, that chemistry is palpable uh, in every scene. It's not quite up to the level of Gwen Stacy and uh, Peter Parker with Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. But it's pretty close, guys. Like, this is... This is some great, great, great chemistry between these two characters. Uh, and it really, really sells this movie for me. And it really adds a different uh, depth to the movie that you wouldn't experience in Homecoming or Far From Home. And I'm just curious how what people think of that ending. When I was, when I was watching a movie and Doctor Strange says, everybody's going to forget you. Like, they're not even going to know that you existed. Uh, it's not just they're going to forget Spider-Man. They're forgetting you. I was thinking to myself, you know, there's there's a good chance he is not going to tell them that he's Spider-Man once they forget. Uh, like, that just seems really in line with the character for me. So when it happened, and that, that whole sequence of him walking into the diner, uh, him talking to her, and then him ultimately saying, you know what, MJ and Ned are happier, their lives are better without me in it. And I think that's such a powerful moment, not only for the movie itself, uh, because it's 100% earned. I mean, up until that moment, that's what the movie's been about. He's been trying to make their lives better, even though like, uh, their lives suck because they know Spider-Man. That's literally the reason why the entire movie is the way it is. So for him to end the movie like that and to say, hey, uh, their lives are better without me in it, and I'm just... I'm not going to say anything. I think that is the ultimate sacrifice for Peter Parker, and I think that is right in line with his character uh, in the comics, in the anime show, uh, movies, whatever. I mean, Peter Parker has always, always uh, had trouble dealing with his personal life and Spider-Man. I mean, we even got that in Spider-Man 1 and 2. I mean, to the point where he kind of ditched the alter ego in Spider-Man 2, right? So for them to take it like a step further... And for him to just distance himself and cut off completely 
from everybody that he loves, and it's, it's basically just him now. I, I think is not brave. That's not the word I would use, but um, it's it's not unique either. But it, it's it's a great natural flowing process to this plot and to the character. I think it's right in line with not only uh, Tom Holland's uh, characterization of Spider-Man, but just the overall Spider-Man character as itself. I mean, he's always had trouble kind of dealing with both lives. He, he he does one and the other one suffers and vice versa. For him to kind of take what Aunt May said and take it to heart and then kind of just dive 100% into it, he was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm Spider-Man. I, I got to do what's best for everybody, not just one person, two people. And, you know, Dr. Strange was also kind of trying to tell him that same story of that same thing at the very beginning, but he wouldn't listen. You know, it was these five people are more important than everybody. So I, I love that they were able to flip-flop that at the very end. Hey, these two, for me personally, this is about making me better. Uh, I'm going to choose everybody else over my feelings for these two people or and these two people in general. Not only does it help the entire world, but it's going to help these two kind of move on and not be in the danger of, of being my friend and whatnot. So 100% love the evolution of that storyline. And it was a nat- it was just natural flowing. It wasn't like it was just force-fed at the very end. Just super, super great. And can we talk about the bromance between Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire? Like, they just loved being there again. And they're always hugging and just laughing at each other. I loved the interactions between those three Spider-Men. Honestly, I didn't really have an idea in my head as to what those interactions would be if they ever did show up on scene together. Uh, but when it happened, I was like, dude, this is this is absolutely perfect. Like, there's no way I could have thought that this could be any better. That's how great it was. And then they even have the the meme where they're all pointing at each other. It's not quite like that. It's a, it's a variation of that meme. But, I mean, we were all going to riot if that was not in the movie, right? So that's in the movie. It is absolutely perfect. I love the inclusions of some of the some of the uh, the music from the other uh, movies, especially the original trilogy. Uh, I love that they kind of dive into not only their characters, like where they're at. They kind of take some moments to to see where they're at in their lives. And there's some a lot of breathing room in here. And honestly, this is a dense dense movie there is so much that's going on this movie teeters on not working like whatsoever it teeters on the edge of being a complete mess but somehow it completely works and they did a great job with uh dimming up time between the characters i do wish there would have been a sixth villain and just complete the sinister six let's get that shit out the way uh let's finally have the sinister six and you know the parker's uh, you don't have to go to defeat them. I, I I do wish that. I do wish that Doc Ock would not have helped them in the final battle. I wish it would have just been the Spider Man. Uh, but those are ugh, minor nitpicks. And like I said, it doesn't ha- it doesn't lessen the movie for me. It doesn't make me not like it. Uh, it's just what I would have preferred. But I absolutely love every single choice that was made in this movie, and I th- I think it's perfect. I think this is the best Spider Man movie. Of all time, this is the best characterization of Spider-Man. Uh, they do a lot of... They has, it has the humor. It has the uh, the slow moments. It has the heartfelt moments. And I, I don't think it could get any better. And honestly, I don't know where Spider-Man can go past this point. 
obviously the symbiote is is there at the end of the movie so it's kind of like well what do they do with that right do they bring in uh tom hardy i mean he got zapped back to his other universe so it's confirmed that he is not part of this universe but symbiote is there but also peter parker seems like he's at peace with you know uh, Aunt May dying and then him losing all of his friends and him being a loner. He seems like he's at peace with it in the movie. I mean, that's just the feeling that I got from it. So there's no anger. There's no rage there uh, for the symbiote to kind of latch onto him. I mean, that was the thing in Spider-Man 3 where Peter found out about Sandman being the guy that actually killed Ben, right? So that had built up rage and anger and the symbiote kind of just attached himself to that and it just grew from there, right? So it's kind of like, where does he kind of gain that that anger and the rage at a little bit? Or is it just going to be like Tom Hardy's character and he just attaches to attach itself, you know? I don't know. I don't know where the series can go. I, I feel like this was, this is kind of a perfect ending for Tom Holland's character, but they leave the door open for more, right? And I absolutely want more. I want The Amazing Spider-Man 3. I want... Spider-Man, blah, 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 home, whatever the hell the next title would be called. I want a fourth movie. And I think a fourth movie to kind of bring in a new generation of Spider-Man would be great. You know, this would be, a fourth movie would be great to bring in Tom Holland and Miles Morales. Uh, I think it would be a great legacy quill, I guess you could call it, where he hands the baton off to Miles Morales or Gwen Stacy or or whatever, you know. Um, I think another movie is going to be needed to kind of hand that off properly. And, I mean, you just don't want to dive into a new Spider-Man just all willy-nilly. Uh, I think if you bring in Miles Morales, kind of like the Spider-Man game did, uh, I think it would be perfect. But overall, I give this movie five stars. I think it's perfect. Uh, I would not change anything about this. This movie, like I said, teeters on the edge of being a complete mess. But the pacing and the humor and the... The, the the low moments, like not low moments as in like bad moments, but like low as in like when they stop to kind of take a breath and just talk to each other, they're fantastic. Like I loved every single minute of this movie. None of it's bad. And I feel like, it, like I said, it's a beefy movie, but somehow, somehow it works. And they cram a lot into a short amount of time. Shout out. Uh, but like I said, absolutely 100% works. It is the perfect Spider-Man movie. I don't know what else they could have done to make it better, and I don't know where they go from here. So I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. Uh, if you are a Patreon supporter, dive into our Discord channel and let me know what your thoughts are. Obviously, you need to put spoilers there because, well, not everybody's seen the movie. Uh, but if you have seen the movie and you're not a part of our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash 2game. That is the number two uh, supports in any of those tiers, and you do get access to that uh, Discord channel. But I appreciate y'all joining me for this non-spoiler slash spoiler review of Spider-Man No Way Home. Let me know if you liked it or hated it. I'm definitely curious at if there's anybody that disliked this movie. Uh, but that's going to be it for me, and I will catch y'all next time on another review.